but here it is, the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. Hello and welcome in to the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. I will not respond to anything until <laughs> an intro. <laughs> nope, keep going, keep going. I, I, don't, you got I don't know the rest, I don't know the rest. I think you do. Hello and welcome Kevin to the Bourbon wants to keep us moving. and Brothers Podcast. My name is Flynn. I'm going to be one of the hosts. I'm here with my fellow host, Jacob. Boom shakalaka. Hove camp. You sound bored. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you're you're condescendingly teaching Kevin how to do this, and (laughs) you're so muted and bored. That's how I talk to him at work. So other than Flynn's just lame ass tonight, how's it going, guys? And Kevin's here. I am here and the jets have won four games in a row at the point in time where we've recorded this podcast so it could be more at this point that it releases stuff, they stuff could be in the happened. super bowl which is basically what time we'll be releasing this the first <laughs> so i listened to the podcast we're about to record and the first time i laughed out loud is because we were like we might be done with pretty's bachelor party wait it might be pretty's wedding uh, and it, it, it was well after the bachelor party. We're talking about the draft of our fantasy football season as if the season hasn't started yet. It is week eight. <laughs> Pretty gets married in nine days. <laughs> ten. Ten. Don't rush me. Don't rush me to the altar. Ten days. Sorry. Ten, ten days. days. Ten days. So, so Merry Christmas, guys, is really what I'm saying. Merry Christmas, Pots. <laughs> is it the 4th of July yeah. already? Is it? <laughs> Probably. This is my last my last recording as a single man, probably. Maybe. I don't know. We might do it next week. Who knows? We could Let's do a Friday recording. Just said next ten week. days. Yeah. And we usually record every week. Though Jacob doesn't usually record every week. Say, exactly. He's been here two weeks in a row. So he has. I'm proud of suck him. Suck it, Flynn. I am proud of him. <laughs> it's more than Flynn could say. <laughs> That's Ooh. true. That is true. Uh, so tonight I am drinking bourbon. Uh, it is, I've talked about Northside Distilling, um, and I've talked about their seven-year, and I've talked about their honey-finished barrel. This is their double-oaked, um, bourbon. And, uh, I opened it up when Kevin was over watching some football on Sunday. Very good. It, it was very good. Tonight, I don't know what happened, but... The flavor seems to have changed, and it's a little bit less good. I don't understand. Um, usually that's not how bourbon works, but... Uh, Kevin, Kevin's presence was making the bourbon taste better because you were happier. Well, the Bengals had just won. Much. The Bengals had just won, <laughs> and the Jets were winning when we opened it, um, and that might have helped. But what I remember is it was a 108-proof double-oaked bourbon yes. that um, tasted... It still had a bit of the bite from the higher proof, but was as flavorful as a double oak without being mellowed out by that second time in the barrel. So I liked it a lot. It's still good. And it, it possibly is stemming from me having recently drank a, uh, seltzer water that, uh, could have changed my palate and I went straight to bourbon. So, you know, it might open up and, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Flint, correct me if I'm wrong. You did not speak well of the other bourbons of Northside. No, I love he liked the correctly. honey. He liked the honey's the honey. fantastic. I've actually Which one did you another... say was like the seven year tastes like a or like the 
three the seven year, year tastes, tastes like, a, like a five year, and their normal five year tastes like a two year. It's like a three. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I feel so, like that's not a ringing endorsement. <laughs> it's not, it's but not. the double oaked is six years old and um, obviously double barreled and uh, has turned out really well. Um, it is sourced from MGP, and so it's a single barrel pick from MGP that just slapped a sticker from Northside Distilling on there. Um, they are an old enough distillery to have put out their own stuff. So I'm a little bit perturbed that they decided to source this. Uh, it doesn't ring well for their uh, future. But anyway, Kevin, what are you drinking? Um, like all things in life, whatever Flynn does, I do doubly as well as him. So he's drinking, a, he's drinking a six-year-old bourbon. Uh, I'm drinking a 12-year-old bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um He's drinking 108 proof. I'm drinking a barrel strength, 120.2 proof. Elijah Craig, 12-year barrel proof. The C921 batch. Um, it's a fresh crack for me tonight. I sat down. I've got three of these. I haven't opened a single one of them. Uh, I got one this week and said, it's time. I want to try it. I've always liked Elijah Craig products. Um, those are Heaven Hill products. Um, Elijah Craig has always been a good under $30 bottle for me. Um, it's probably been, you know, over the years, uh, it's been my most consistent go-to, uh, you know, regular Tuesday night bourbon. This takes that to a, a whole nother level. Um, the mash bill on this one is 78% corn, 12% malted barley, 10% rye. Um, so while it's not a weeded, like I tend to like, it is, um, it is quite sweet from the, the high amount of corn. The 120 proof 0.2 does give it a little bit of a bite, um, but it's really, really interesting. Uh, spicy flavors, uh, oak flavors. Um, I get a little butterscotch and caramel action going with this. I really, really like it. It You can tell this is a well-aged um, batch of bourbon whiskeys, so really... Uh, really happy with with the uh, decision to open this tonight. Hove, what are you drinking? I am drinking uh, something I'd never had before, and um, it is Bell Mead straight bourbon mm. whiskey. Um, Bell it's Mead a Nashville product. It is a Nashville product. Um, this is their bourbon. This was distilled in Lawrenceburg, Indiana, for Nelson's Greenbrier Distillery, um, but it was recommended as a good value bourbon under. that you would really enjoy. Um, I find it plain. It is a high high rye mash bill, but um, I feel like you have to really let the whiskey linger in order to get the spice and that it is, while smooth, not overly flavorful, which um, maybe some people would really like that. If you're new to bourbon, it might be a great way to hop into a decent product that um, won't break the bank and goes down pretty smooth, but, um, I just, I don't find it very complex. It is 90.4 proof. So drinking it tonight. Um, I'll have a good time with it. I'll have a good time with all the bourbons and, um, but you know, I, would, I think it's fine. Bellmead has some single barrel products as you get more willing to spend more money on it, that the products get better. Kind of like a lot of these do as the proof and age goes up. And the selectivity of the master distiller goes up. It's good. I like Bellmead products less than their parent company, Greenbrier, um, which is a great little tour down in Nashville. They have some good stuff. Um, I 
Kristen will tell you, I got into an argument with um, the guy there because they did some finishing of their whiskeys in um, casks like cognac and sherry. And I was arguing with him that there's no way that's not adding flavor to it after it comes out of the barrel, even though places like Angels Envy do it. Um, but I do think it is mellow bourbon. I agree with you. I don't have any because of that reason. I think it's overpriced for what it returns. Um, but some of the, some of the more rare and more expensive stuff does, does return value. My brother-in-law likes it a lot. Um, I will say that in a state that's, you know, run by heathen Tennessee sipping whiskey, that is char filtered whiskey that makes it a little more mellow and flavorful and approachable to everybody. That's why people love Jack Daniels is it's just diluted and, and char filtered whiskey. Um, you know, you gotta, you gotta make a more approachable product if you're going to start getting them to drink the good stuff. And that's maybe what they had to do. I don't know, <laughs> maybe, but maybe, but Bellmead, Bellmead's a cool place to visit as is Nashville, but I'd recommend Greenbrier Distilling Company over Bellmead to those listening. I guess I'm still, still supposed to throw it. It felt like Kevin was doing most of that, but pretty, what are you drinking? I paused for questions. It was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no, no, you don't need to question Tennessee whiskey. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have bought it. It's my own fault. Pretty, what are you drinking? No, no, no. There's some, there's some good Tennessee whiskey. Yeah. Like Jack Daniels. In the last episode, Kevin did yeah. do a lot of uh, talking for other folks. So, you know. <laughs> you could have stopped it talking. That, that was correct. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Anyways, uh, I'm drinking um, one that I have definitely... I think I had it uh, a long while back and maybe didn't talk about it because um, I don't recall talking about any of this, but this is pretty good. Um, this is Clyde May's Carefully Crafted Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Um, it is, uh, it's a bottle that I bought for my dad a while back, uh, I think for like a Father's Day present uh, this past year or the year before maybe. And uh, he and I cracked it open and had some of it, and we both were like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's not too bad. Um, but I don't know if maybe it's just because it's been kind of like sitting and like airing out a little bit or, or what, but it actually is um, – I'm finding it quite flavorful. Um, I don't remember what I had paid for this, but if it was anywhere in the $20 range, I would say that this was definitely worth it. It's It's got a little bit of a bite to it, but it's rather smooth. Um, cons to this is uh, it is distilled and bottled in Indiana. However – um, it's got this little fun thing of uh, Clyde May, who is the master distiller on it, was a moonshiner by trade, but a craftsman by heart. Uh, and the fun thing on the bottle says this this bourbon whiskey has been available since 1946, but has only been legal since 2001. So uh, so that's kind of a, a fun little thing. Um, certainly is uh is not bad um the flavor palette is pretty pretty spread in terms of like uh, like i said there's a, a nice little spice to it but it is still fairly smooth um i'll be interested to, to see kind of how i compare it to the uh, maker's mark that i have here as well uh, after i kind of tap this bottle off um, but overall again not bad i don't know if i'd go and purchase it again but i'm also not necessarily uh, upset that i purchased it before it does so, have uh, a very cool horse head pommel on the cork top there. Oh, which well, that's would... that's totally my mom and dad. Do. Okay, I was going to say which is um, very misleading for an Indiana product. I feel like that should not be allowed. So excellent <laughs> no, uh, no. clarification there. <laughs> yeah, no, my mom's got like a bajillion of these. You yeah. know, so she loves those. Anyways, Flint, what are we doing tonight? Because I feel um, like there's a lot. Yeah, we're on the ranking. Ballot. We're ranking something. 
and then we're going to get into some hot takes. And then we're bringing back, um, quite possibly, our best segment ever, um, where Hovecamp is going to lead us in a trivia game uh, about stuff that Hovecamp knows about. So um, stay tuned for... As goes well. Kevin and I's <laughs> Flynn and Kevin idiocracy. loved it so much, they requested it again. Yeah, half of actually requested half, it again. That's half true. Yeah, <laughs> I posted requested it again. <laughs> I posted on social media that it was quite possibly one of our funniest episodes ever, and a, a coworker of ours was like, "I've never listened," and so I decided to listen. Uh, and then on on the way to my sister's house, I forgot. Um, and then on the way back, I forgot, and so I didn't listen. I was like. Okay, um, thank you for the anecdote. So we did not gain any listeners from that episode, even though uh, they want to. Um, we're still not getting people to actually listen. We got we got people to want to listen, to want to want to listen, but we actually didn't get any listeners. So, yeah. Kevin, would you say that Flynn's story of the bad story was worse than the original bad story, <laughs> or or was it about the same? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to say maybe. So, wow. <laughs> who would like to introduce the ranking of the stuff? It's uh, I intend to. This one. Oh, no, I, I, I intend to. Because I want to start by, because there are some questions. So, pretty roll the drop. This podcast is rank. Ew. Okay. So, what was posed to the group this week is... We are intending to rank the Bourbon Brothers podcast consensus top 10 board games of all time. Before we do this, I do want to ask some clarifying questions to set up some level of parameters around our consensus so we don't have another Penguins, um, Emperor Penguins debacle um, in a sort of a different way. I um, want to know from my compatriots... Um, I took this as classic board games, not all board games forever. Uh, but it's okay if we included some others. Um, but I want to talk about a couple things. So in my perspective, we could decide that in order to be a board game, there has to be a board, which might take certain games like Battleship off the table because you're not actually playing. Battleship has, it definitely has a board. This is what I'm... This is what I'm talking about. That's a bad example. It's a terrible it's um, a, it's a Cards terrible Against example. Humanity or Apples to Apples would be a better example of a much better board example. Game. <laughs> I don't think those count. Are there arguments that the cards games would not count? Would count? I don't think that poker counts, but I think that Cards Against Humanity should count. I was I was thinking Cards Against Humanity Apples to Apples does count, but Uno does not. See, that to me See, seems but I arbitrary also, yep, and yep. absurd. I hear the arbitrary nature of that, but it also feels right. By definition, Cards Against Humanity is a card game. Apples to Apples is a card game. They're described as card games. So in that regard, I would not factor them as board games. Which okay. means then what? There has to be some sort of apparatus that you play on. Something board. I agree with Kevin. There has to be a something. physical board. Okay. Um, Continue, Kevin. I'm there. Um, what about Jenga? Jenga is not a board game okay. to me. Um, one of the things that happened today 
is uh, I was having lunch with um, uh, two millennials and a Gen Zer, and and a current college. Obvious, I'd say obviously there was a baby boomer even, present. And you're the boomer. Even, yeah, <laughs> I didn't even know what they were. But one of them brought up a, a game that they experienced exclusively on a CD-ROM. And the other person sitting there went, what's a CD-ROM? And both identify as Gen Z, which I found hilarious. I thought Kevin was the Um, what's a CD-ROM because it was way after his time. Nope. Uh, (laughs) Great point, but no. Um, He's still um, using his wired headphones tonight, by the way. (laughs) I will not change. I will not change. Yeah, we know. Um, Clearly. So I think I think we're talking about the games in their original format as they were played on a board in person. We agree there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. You and Pretty's little games of chess that you play on the podcast sometimes aren't the form of chess that is playing right ranked. now, and he should have resigned like a week and a half ago. <laughs> like chess counts, but you can't be out. like the online version of chess. Like that would be original. No one was going to do that. I don't think that needed to be a clarification. Yeah. But no, it definitely needed to be clarified. Okay. What was CD worse, my my Pretty, explanation of a about, bad story, or what do you think about? <laughs> I'm not. I haven't had fun. What with do you either. think about Catan? Catan doesn't feel like a board game to me. It totally is. That's an absurd it, take. You are building a board. <laughs> That you play what upon. Is it is this? 100% a board game. What is this ridiculous? No wonder Kevin had so many questions. Go. He's an idiot. Right. <laughs> he started uh, off with Kevin, I, I, <laughs> Battleship. I was with you at first, and now Which I'm very confused. <laughs> he was like, you know, things without boards like Battleship. <laughs> <laughs> when you have two boards. <laughs> Four, if you really want to get technical about it. Here, Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think, I think Kevin should have to game? say he's sorry. You mean the dice? Because we're not ranking card games, we're ranking board games. In my mind, a board game has to have at least three key elements. There has to be a board. There has to be pieces that go on a board. And there has to be pieces that get moved on a board. Okay, so in that situation, guess who is not a board game? No. I, I think you're being very narrow. No, that's what yeah, I'm trying. To, that's what I'm trying. Being to too yeah, no. Why don't we just say three fourths? I mean, just like if you have a majority, three fourths majority, we're I'm good. There. Okay. So um, the order for this um, are the people I, I am often most bored listening to. Um, <laughs> so I will start with uh, Flynn. Will go first. I will go second. <laughs> Pretty will go third, and Huff Camp will go fourth. Um, Thanks. You're welcome. Also, thanks. You're welcome. Your unrequited love for Hove Camp is just unbelievable. (laughs) He's not a piece of meat, as he reminded me uh, in great... And Flynn, your desire to be loved by Kevin is still a little problematic, too. (laughs) (laughs) How many compliments did you get today? Zero. (laughs) I counted. Same as always. All right. Are there... uh, No wonder he was so hollow in the Flynn. Flynn, what is the greatest board game of all time? So, this is not my favorite. Good start. But it is a game that brings everyone into board games. It's probably one of the first board games that you'll ever play. It's Monopoly. I don't love it, but there's tons of different versions. It is the most iconic. It brings people into board games. Um, and it's it's 
the one that everyone knows. So it kind of has to be there. I enjoy Monopoly. I think it uh, Flynn's right. It does have some iconicism. It's not my number one, but I'm. it's in my top ten. My sister and I used to play Monopoly against each other for days. It would just be like, let's start a game. And it would just you couldn't end it quick enough. Um, and that was fine. But it was... Um, it's it's just a classic game. I agree with you on that one, Flynn. I'm good with it. It's the first thing I thought of and the first thing that people I had lunch with thought of and the first thing Kristen thought of when I said, what's the greatest board game ever? But everybody had the same reaction. Monopoly is like the most iconic, but... It's the most accomplished board it's, game on right, Earth. Right, it is. It is the most accomplished <laughs> board game and not the best, but is the most accomplished board game. It brings people into board games and and a lot of people start with monopoly and go on to better games okay for that reason i will challenge because that's the dumbest statement ever (laughs) the board game that everybody starts with or should start with that holds up no matter what age you are is candyland candyland should be the best board game of all time (laughs) What an absurd You take. are going so rogue so early. <laughs> I, I 100% oh, was Kevin. like, he's going to say chess. Um, and I thought no. he was going to say checkers. Starts, I thought I was he was going like, to say checkers. <laughs> it's, I would I rather no have shoots and ladders than Candyland. Love Candyland. <laughs> Love Candyland. It's great. And it's the first game you're going to play with Declan. It's the first game you're no, going to sit down and we play ca- with We currently game. have a board game that I play with Declan, and it's right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a, a cooperative board game. It's on board one. <laughs> um, okay. Have you, have you played Candyland recently? Probably. No. <laughs> um, so I have played it with, with my nieces before. Um, it well is done. beyond simplistic. Like, it yeah. is frustratingly simple which is its premise it's supposed to be for like a four-year-old forest i get i get all of it you don't even have a dice you're flipping over cards the whole time i I don't know yes i get it i I wrote it down for the same reason you just laid out um but you're i'm I'm not gonna vote for candyland because your argument is it's the first game. It's the iconic game. It's the better game than Monopoly, and I just don't think that that's the case. You played it first, but it really isn't your first introduction into board games proper. Monopoly is more iconic. It's also a better game. I don't love Monopoly, but it's a hundred percent a better game than Candyland. And without Jacob, Monopoly, there's no Monopoly deal. Uh, the the no, no after Monopoly, deal. the next best Monopoly is Star Wars Monopoly. Um, that is very true. That also, encom- not- we, we're not ranking monopolies. We're, we're the, <laughs> good. The, once monopolies on there, it encompasses all the- <laughs> uh, Louisville Also, a great one. Um, they should have both it are by Hasbro. Both Monopoly and Candyland are made by Hasbro. Um, Important. I'm trying to remember which one's older. <laughs> Thank you for that. Just vote. You're welcome. <laughs> Oh, Monopoly. Okay. Yeah, all right. We all knew that. We drew that out. We drew that out too long. Kevin, you're up. Candyland is number two. No. Are you seriously sticking to this? I love Candyland. You had it at number one. All right. Challenge. Challenge. I I can show you. I've got a list of of ones to get on the list and ones to keep off the list. I printed it at work today. This is the. You printed it. Printed it. My actual favorite game of all time and the game that I am the best at. If you've ever played this board game with me, 
you're like, how can you even be good at this game? It's all luck. No, I, I am the best at the game of life. The game of life is the best board game of all time. It's yeah, not, it's not, not too There's simple, not too hard. Lot of, some skill, game. some strategy, but also some luck. It's intricate. It takes a while, but it's Are really Are you talking fun. about OG life? OG life. The game of life. Good. Good. It's the number one on my on my things to keep off this list list. Veto. Well, you, you can't, can't because can't I challenge you. Veto. Veto. The <laughs> <challenge. laughs> veto. <laughs> Sit down, old man. <laughs> you, are, you are absolutely trying to triple stamp a double stamp on this one. This is a terrible take. You can't this stamp is a like 900th ranking. Nobody wants to sit down and play the game of life. This yes, is, this game I do. Sucks. It is fantastic. I would. It's also. I would play it's the also. Game of life. Uh, it's also a, a terrible depiction of what the stereotypical American dream is, and is not a really. It's just stupid. Yeah, having stupid. having kids makes you a lot of money. That's what I learned from the game of life. Oh, are we talking yeah. about realistic, uh, the, the <laughs> realism of the board game? Let's talk about Candyland. Uh, <laughs> have you yeah, ever Candyland doesn't candy pretend to have <laughs> realism in it. The game of life is like, you want to be like, what this life is like, but on a board. Life is stupid. That's a terrible take. Jacob, do you vote for Candyland or life? Me? Yes. Is that even a question? I yes, because you didn't say anything. Okay. <laughs> so so when uh, quarantine, I asked quarantine this question about board games and stuff, and she said the game of life, and my response was also the game of life is trash. Way. It's not. So I'm gonna trash. have to stand by that and send this to the numbers, even though I think oh Candyland is an atrocious pick at number two. I tend to lean with Kevin. I would be more upset if the game of life was on the list at all than I would be if Candyland were it too. That's absurd. I started wow. someone somebody we were uh, Flynn's old old boss text me, you forgot about the game of life after we talked at lunch. And when I got that text, I started I changed mine from a list to two columns and started <laughs> column number two, keep this off the list. Yeah. Life. He called in the intern and asked how he could add a column to a Word document. And <laughs> then after that, he had two columns. <laughs> that was good. Uh, so, All right. Pretty, text me. Do your number things. Oh, I text you? Yeah. And then Flynn will decide. Oh, okay. And Kevin will watch as his fate is decided for him. I like this. Uh, da, da, no, I don't like it. Da, haven't gone up head to head against Kevin in a while. You've won a couple of numbers recently against Kevin, I, but not against Kevin. I'm still all right. The, uh, the text has been received. Two. Handyland is at mother number two, <laughs> which is a bad take. I do agree, Flynn. Um, and I actually have enjoyment when we play the game of life, but it's not because of the game. It's just because we're all having fun. So uh, they're both in my top. You can't three, have so fun I'm, while I'm playing Candyland as yes, an adult. You can. You can't. Yes, you can. You can have to fun say that I don't like life. spending time with my nieces. Real bold take there. That's Flynn. different. You're you're Is having it? fun with with a niece. You're not having fun playing the game. You can have fun playing the game of life with no small children abound, except for in your car on the way to Millionaire Acres or farms. The poor farm, millionaire. Move on. Got it right. (laughs) All righty. So it is to me now. Um, So I objectively probably have way more experience than uh, these other three. Objectively, probably. um, Yep. Yep. I heard it too. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was going to move redundant. on, but go ahead. It's <laughs> I just wanted to point it out. We Thanks. can move on. Quick one. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Um, way more experience with a variety of different types of board games. Um, I It is a common thing that every year for my birthday, Kat now gets me a different board game. Um, so... Uh, this is tricky for me because I have a lot of favorites that you all probably would not even think of because you probably haven't played them. Um, but How one that I do can think you sound on before you, you sound so pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> You just spent five minutes telling us how much more you know than us. I, yeah. I do. You should just I, I create a, a game more. like Hovecamp does. Uh, <laughs> listen, the Cones of Dunshire, if that if Ben Wyatt didn't make that game, I think, I, you know, we'll see. Uh, anyways, for mine, I'm going to submit uh, a game that has many variations off of it, but it's a classic. Um, I, I don't know if I've played it with any of you all, but I have a blast with it every time. Um, I'm putting up Settlers of Catan. At number three, I've actually never played Catan. I've tried That's three times. I it is over my head. I, I'm either I've, played with people who only play all the time, or other novices, and we can't figure it out. Like I, I can't figure it out. So I've also never played Settlers of Catan, but it was the one game that was I was like, I I get its value to board gamedom and. I should love it, but I've never played and I don't care to learn that complex of a game most of the time. Um, so what I decided to do was nothing about it whenever it was put on the list. I, everyone who I've ever tried to play with, I identify as smarter than, and I don't understand why I can't get it and they are all good at it. That explains why you never play it with me, Kevin. Thanks. You've never invited me to play it with you? Um, Kevin, let's, let, let's play Catan. Also, you, I'm going to say this out loud. Kevin identifies as smarter than you, pretty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we'll let the trivia game decide that. <laughs> no, that's knowledge, not intellect, but that's fine. Okay. Anyways. What do we, what so do we got Catan on this one? Three? Squad. Three of us. I'm good with Catan. It it's iconic. <laughs> it sounds, like a ter- sounds like a terrible pick for the third best game of all time yeah, from this yeah. group's consensus. I, I'm wondering when the gloves are going to come off. I think we got to get pretty to start fighting first. Um, and so far, it's I feel like Kevin and Flynn. <laughs> I feel like anyone could challenge with anything and win. So I didn't feel passionate enough about Catan. I, I wanted to. I think that's one where I needed to let someone that's played it put it where it belongs and trust that. What I'm going to put up, speaking to iconicism. All right, there it is. <laughs> it's at three. Cool. Is um, a game that. Well, it's it's Scrabble. Board and tiles, word. It's just words with friends was a huge fad for for quite a while, which was just Scrabble. Scrabble. Um, Scrabble is no new variations needed. Make words, make good words, put them where they belong. Find a good strategy. Hope you don't draw a bunch of U's and Z's. I mean, it's it's just a lot of fun. So I'm putting well, I, I think I would have put it at number one had I had the first pick. Um, but I don't really have a strong organized list on this one. I just feel like Scrabble has a lot of everyone should think fondly of it. Or at least respect it. Uh I respect the hell out of Scrabble and I'm always down to play it. So Hove Camp, invite me over. I'll come play Scrabble. I don't have it. <laughs> okay, I'll bring it. We're talking about board games that I have. We're going to play Secret Hitler, it. Pandemic, or Risk. <laughs> Some of which might okay. be on this list. Yep. <laughs> 
but I, I would put Scrabble here. Great. Scrabble's four. We're being real it. weird on this rankings, guys, and I don't know what to do. You are being very quiet. It's very <laughs> odd. I mean, I already, Scrabble's not in my top. I already challenged, five, so I'm not. I'm gonna. I, I'm cool with Scrabble being there because I'm not gonna veto it. I challenged and vetoed his challenge, um, so I still have my veto. <laughs> Scrabble's not on either of my lists. I don't think it's top ten. It's also don't. It's not on my keep it off this list list. And some of the shit that you guys try to put on here might be. So I'm gonna save a veto for something that's on that list. Yeah, that's a fair take. It's a fair take. All right. Flynn. All right. What's also, so also Kevin has just loopholed into a way to get a second veto. Just yell veto when it's not allowed, and then you get it again. The number, the number <laughs> respected the yell. Um, Flynn, what's number five? Why is it life, and why am I saying veto? Because <laughs> it's on your, it's, on, it's in the second column. That's why you're vetoing. It's the top. It's the top. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. I'm gonna get life on this list. It, 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 <laughs> it's gonna happen. I just don't know when it's gonna happen. It can't happen right now. And so I don't want, do I want to get something else that I want on the list right here? Okay. Stratego. I love it. It's on my top 10. I, I respect you infinitely more in this moment than I have at any point in our entire relationship. Can you be more infinite than zero? Because like zero times infinity is still zero. He complimented you that one time. <laughs> You're a good dad and you dressed fancy that one time. And those are two redeemable qualities about you, Flynn. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Stratego's great. Stratego is awesome. I'll bring it to work. I have it. We could just play it at I work. Would, I would love to play Stratego. I haven't played it in two decades. And I and it's because every Since time I'm like, Stratego's great, people go, what's Stratego? Um, I tried to teach it's Lauren like how to play center. it one time, but Lauren does this thing where if she loses the first time she plays something, she never plays it again. So if you we've never played it Stratego, again. you should play chess. <laughs> I love Flynn Stratego. I just don't, I, I'm good at Stratego, but I'm not good at chess. It doesn't make any sense because I know that they're very similar in that regard. So, yes, quite similar. Uh. Flynn, wasn't I present with you when you learned how to play Stratego? No, I learned like, in high school. Drew, um, oh, you were there when I learned yeah, how to play. Pretty Risk. was there. I learned. I never like played seven. Risk until college. I'm, okay, I love well, Stratego. At five. Stratego at five. Kevin, that's you're, cool. With you're me. up at six. Then I'm awesome. Gonna, I'm going to cling um, to the Stratego cards a little bit longer. My number two board game of all time is Risk. I was hoping you were yes! going to do that. That's my number two. Good. I think it. that would have been. Uh, Scrabble, Monopoly, and Risk were probably the three that I was thinking should be at the top. I have the most fun playing Risk. It's a game that can go on uh, as long as a D&D campaign and still be amazing and involves in a different way that you're competing alongside people. You're secretly competing against everybody you're playing with. So you settle up alliances. You can betray those alliances. It's just fun. It involves geology. Uh, isn't that right? Geometry it involves geometry. Yeah, we'll get um, into some of that geometry later. And it's yeah. it, oh, but geology but risk is risk is awesome. Cross the Kevin, why have we not played risk together before? Because it takes too long. I love it. Risk. Takes five hours. <laughs> I, I would love it. I would love <laughs> to drink and play risk all night. We can do it. We can do it oh, at Flynn's house on Friday night if you want. I'm, One of I'm my so fondest okay. uh, memories of Thanksgiving is when uh, basically all of the cousins started a game of risk at like eight o'clock, like right after Thanksgiving dinner. And we were all in high school. So we got to drive ourselves home 
and we played that game until four or five in the morning at my grandmother's yeah. house. She's long in bed. We're just sitting in the living room playing Risk for forever. Um, That's what wait. every one of the best Risk game stories starts yeah. like. I, I yeah. The last time I won a game of Risk, I had alliances and found a way to convince both my alliances that they were better facing each other and then started flanking them both from the back. And it was one of these things where I was like, I'm a genius. I mean, you just feel so incredible when you win a game of Risk. I've, I've only won it like thrice in my entire life, but I can remember distinctly the strategies that led to those because it takes forever and you got to play the long game. It's just it's just an awesome game of strategy. Risk sure. is be very manipulative. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a great game. I love okay, it. Okay, so Risk is 6. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's the most agreement we have ever come up with on any Fine. ranking. Uh probably should have put it up a little higher. But pretty, you're up at 7. Really? It's already I back believe, to me. I believe that's how it works. Already um, you've ranked is, one Flynn thing is convinced he can get life on this list and we're, <laughs> we're at running seven. out of time. And a lot so many cards are still around. Yeah. Okay, you could say so, it's a card uh, game. <laughs> Boo! That's just bad. <laughs> I thought it was good. Um, so I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna now uh, appeal to one that maybe doesn't have the biggest cultural following, but uh, I have some great personal memories with it, as do other people on this podcast, and that is Pandemic, a cooperative based game, probably one of the better cooperative based board games. I love Pandemic with all my heart. It probably shouldn't be on this list, and I'm very excited that it is. So we're going to leave looking, so many. Okay, go ahead, Flynn. Do whatever you looking, all need to do then. I, I'm <laughs> on this this website where like 400,000 people have voted on the best board games and, and whatnot. Um, called it's Ranker. like the top list challenges. Um, <laughs> Uh, Pandemic's number 21, and that's higher than I thought it was going to be because I love Pandemic, and I love the cooperative nature of it. When I was thinking about cooperative board games, it was either this or Dead of Winter, and I think I like Pandemic better. Also a great game. So It's a little easier to pick up and play. Dead of Winter is is very niche to our friend group, I think. Yeah. Um, Very quality. It's not on this website at all, but yeah. I'm good with it because I like playing Pandemic a lot. I don't love playing it with Hove Camp because it turns into Hove Camp decides for everyone what we're going to uh, do. No, uh, Hove Camp and Jeff usually. <laughs> but when Jeff's not there, it's like Hove Camp has made all of our turns for us uh, and we can just sit back and let us let it happen. So uh, there is a downside to that. And it's gotten worse as I like think about things for longer before I enact them. So a timer in pandemic on turns would be nice. And or um, you don't talk about the turns that you're about to make or you, you can say what you are doing and why you're doing it. But then everyone else would have to just do whatever they want. You can't like input other turns. Yeah. So restrictions on me in this game in particular are good. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> I'm a problem. I have seven classic board games that I like and want to get in the next three. Um <laughs> And so uh, I won't do anything about it, but I have seven classic, amazing board games that are well, then probably do more deserving to be it. on this list. I, I won't because... Just veto. You, you can veto. Oh, I mean, okay. I'm not going to be hurt. It's Again, I've said the way I'm playing this game in this moment is I'm saving my vetoes for when Flynn tries to put up... It doesn't need to be on this list. Um, 
Hmm. Okay. It's not on my list of things to veto. I have a list. Right. There are 10 things on my list of things to veto. He's waiting for Flynn to put up the game of life. Flynn is waiting for Kevin to lose his veto before or he puts nine, up the game of life. Or nine and other this things. this is the fun part of what's about to happen for the next three picks. <laughs> um, I think Pandemic is a great representative of the like 2010 and beyond board games, which mm-hmm. probably yeah. won't get as much love on our list of all time because they have been out for fewer amounts of time. Can I offer a brief commercial before we do the next three? Um, I'd rather you didn't, but I don't feel like I have a choice. And now a brief commercial break. After I finished the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, which costs in the upper, what, Flynn, $60, $70 a bottle, um, I moved For on. For a 12-year-old see- Elijah Craig Barrel Proof? Yeah. That feels very good. Yeah, it, it is, is a great deal. It's a good value moved, for what you get. I moved on yeah. um, just to see what would happen to uh, Benchmark Foolproof, uh, which we've talked about on the podcast a couple times. Uh, benchmark Foolproof, <laughs> you got Benchmark Bonded. In your I have the Benchmark Bonded uh, for my next. <laughs> so uh, what I'll say is, as we've said in this podcast, Benchmark Foolproof is great. And I don't love the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof so much more than the benchmark barrel proof, which is only at at most four years and is a little bit higher proof and probably has some wheat in it. So I'm just sort of offering because, again, we've talked to some people who listen and they're like, you should talk more about why you like certain things and why you have these things. Um, Once you know what you like and what your palate is, you can decide how to spend your money on bourbon. And I could save $40 a bottle or more doing benchmark foolproof versus Elijah Craig barrel proof. So something to think about. Um, I would compare the two if you're if you're a barrel proof drinker and you like some of these products. It, it's, just good, it's just good whiskey uh, comparatively. So something to think about. Commercial over. Welcome back. To and the that Bourbon was a Brothers commercial podcast. break. <laughs> All right, so I'm uh, chilling We're, we're here picking at, back up at pick number seven. Eight. eight. Hove Camp. Eight. Um, Wait, eight? What? Yep. Yeah. Pandemic's at seven. You had. You want me to recap? Wow. Monopoly, Candyland, Settlers of Catan, Scrabble, Stratego, Risk, Pandemic. Great. Cap that faster than I would have. is over. I'm going to go with a game that spanned the generations more than I thought it would. When I enjoyed it as a small child... And then had a raucous good time with it at one Skyline Tavern. And that is trouble. I'm mm, expecting some pushback. Classic. It's number four on my it. list. But I love it. It's number four on my list. I love number it. Number six on mine. I was it's so nervous. It it's one of the ones I was nervous wasn't going to make it because it's iconic and fantastic. It's like, what if, we took, what if we took the ability to roll a dice out of your hands and you pressed a stupid button that popped up the die anyway? Yes. And, and it's, it's the, and it's the most Christian, fun Christian thing. Christian brought, cool. Christian so brought cool. up a great like, <gasps> like, I mean, You I mean, all can all never lose the dice. Like, yep. everyone <laughs> listening to this can hear the bubble pop. Like, like that's a very iconic sound. Like, yes. you, you, yes. you can hear it just thinking about it. I have yeah. a lot of good memories playing Trouble, both as a child and drunkenly at a, bre- yep. a brewery. So it's, yeah. it's I think a, it's the, the travesty here is it's four spots too late. That's my issue with it. But I love okay. it. I thought it would be more difficult than it was to get it at eight, Man. but Flynn seems like he's not in love with it. Flynn has thoughts. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I'm not okay with me being okay. It's here, 
but I am. <laughs> Great. I'm writing it down in ink. <laughs> All right, so just to recap. I don't want to be okay, it's here. We have have two things left. Um, Pretty (laughs) and Hofkamp have both vetoes and challenges, and Kevin and Flynn have vetoes. So... This is going to be know absurd. I don't know. Yeah, there's two games there's left to no do. predictions that we can have right now. There's so much but, going on. But and uh, you can't both use your, your challenges. Risk, Kevin. Yeah, someone has to challenge at nine. And if that happens, then everyone's going to be real quick to veto a lot of shit at 10. Oh, yeah. Ho, uh, Flynn, what's number nine? Number nine. I don't want to put life up because it's going to get vetoed automatically. How do you know? You know what? Backgammon. Challenge Clue. I love this. Yes, <laughs> Clue. Clue's next on my list. I'd rather, I'd rather have Clue here. <laughs> Thomas, Moore's doing, Thomas Moore's doing Clue right now. The play. Clue is amazing. Oh, this is tough. This is not tough. <laughs> No, this is no, it's the not. oldest the oldest the oldest board game in history dated back to 5000 BC. Backgammon sucks. Jacob pretty fun fact. Cite your sources. Um the world My massive head history? I don't know. What do you want? What do you want? Tell Here, me I'll the backgammon supersedes <laughs> chess. Did you just and- cite history as your source? <laughs> I'd like to cite Google. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, Kevin. Go ahead, Kevin. Look it up. Um, so either the oldest known board game to to the humankind or the board game that then spawned the best movie adaptation of a board game. And for some reason, the royal game the of your that- is the oldest playable board game in the world. Okay. Lewis Chessman. Chess is number two. Wari 3, Senset 4, Marjan 5, Game of Goose 6. Backgammon I, is believed to date back uh, 5,000 years to ancient Mesopotamia. It was either this or Chinese checkers. Uh, according pretty, to so pretty, the are British... Are you voting for backgammon over Clue and sending this to the numbers? That's the question. According to the BritishMuseum.com's no, top 10 historical oh, board oh, games, backgammon's not in the top 10. I, that, well, that's wrong. Who cares? Okay. This is our ranking, not Anyways, that ranking. Uh, number nine is clue. Number nine is clue. All right, Thank you. So we've got clue. four vetoes and a challenge coming. All right. If Jacob just <laughs> chimes in with a challenge automatically, this everyone is everyone wastes their veto. Yep. <laughs> Which yeah. is I, I should I I should have vetoed backgammon because I feel that passionately about it, but I'm glad that clue got where it did. I just wanted to use So my challenge. problem is is that I have to pick a if I have to pick one that pretty agrees with yep. because if pretty or Flynn challenge, if pretty challenges with life on either of them, Huffcamp's not going to side with life. I'm pretty confident if I do any of the ones on my list other than chess and then it will go to the number and I'm batting pretty well with the number, but let's not chance luck clue. I had at nine Stratego at 10 Let's put up something that no one's going to vote for and have it be vetoed. I'm, I'm going to just pull whatever back you the put curtain. Up I'm, between, I'm, between, I'm between Shoots and Ladders, Sorry, and Battleship. And I'm going to put up Sorry at 10. Challenge Chess. Oh, my God. Great No vetoes. Move. Hilarious. Great move. 
Great book. Uh, Thank you oh, so much. You, you are... I'm going to kiss you on the mouth at your wedding. You are a redeemable human being. I was... Either, ten is either going to be sorry or chess. That's unfortunate. So that I'd is sorry. So I wanted to just quickly veto whatever Kevin said, but sorry gave me just <laughs> enough pause because I'm like, what if, like, should sorry be at 10? And in that moment should. of hesitation, here comes Pretty's mouth just saying challenge. And I realized that okay. everyone is wasting a veto. We had the same exact experience. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I was like, I like the moving of the pieces. Uh, <laughs> It's trouble without Sorry a bubble. Is, it's is a bubble trouble. Is trouble. Sorry it's a bubble. is trouble without a mess with. It's a good way to mess with your friends, and every time you say sorry, you don't mean it. And it's so much fun. It's also the same thing as Parcheesi. All right, let's R- vote. Pretty much. Hove Camp, what do you vote for? I'm voting for sorry, because I don't really know how to play chess well, and it bothers me. But I know how to play Number sorry 10 well. is sorry. <laughs> Kevin, this is sad. This is sad that Chess did not make the list. I blame you. I, I, I don't give a You should have vetoed no. sorry then instead of I don't give a it. Yep. Operation Life, Mousetrap, Yahtzee, Jumanji, Don't Break the Ice, uh, Battle of the Sexes, all didn't make the list. None of those I should c- have made the list. Except for Life. And Say those again. Say those again, Kevin. Operation Life, Mousetrap, Yahtzee, Don't Break the Ice, Jumanji, and Battle of the Sexes. All right, those Yahtzee are the ones and Life you had should on your be no at 11 through 20. On the ones of, uh, I would have vetoed any of them. Okay. We could do it 11 through Good. 20, and that could all. be our list, and all I'd of be those okay suck. with it. That's not true at all. I mean, Trivial Pursuit, we Checkers, back for 11 and 20. Um, I don't, Chess. Shoots and Ladders. Shoots and ladders, like I said, shoots and ladders, seven wonders. Shoots and ladders was, was on my top ten. All right, here's your recap, though. Number one is Monopoly. Number two Ticket is Candyland. Number three is Settlers of Catan. Number four is Scrabble. Number five is Stratego. Number six is Risk. Seven Pandemic. Eight Trouble. Nine Clue. Ten. Sorry, as in we're sorry that that is the list. I also I just watched Dairy Girls, the most recent season on Netflix, and in the most recent episode I watched. These it is it's one of the funniest shows on television. If you haven't seen it, watch it. And they play Guess Who on the train, and it's one of the funniest scenes in all of television history. Them playing Guess Who, it's incredible. Guess Who's a a, a super shout out here. Guess Who also yeah, deserving. R- random bourbon aside, um, Kevin, you were talking about the the mash bill uh, for. Um, Elijah Craig and for benchmark um, Buffalo Trace I, I would like to to just take a second just to talk about Buffalo Trace because Buffalo Trace only uses three mash bills for all of their bourbons um, mash bill one which is a low rye mash bill two which is a high rye and then a weeded mash bill and that's what all of the bourbons that come out of uh, Buffalo Trace uh, follow like it's the same recipe. It's just matter of where it's aged and how long it's aged. And so um, we can true. talk about mash bill in a in a way, but like it really matters most how it's aged. And so benchmark is the exact same mash bill as Buffalo Trace, which is the exact same as George T. Stag. It just depends on how long it's aged and where it's aged. Um, however, Blanton's, which Kevin loves, is actually their high rye mash bill, uh, which I find interesting that Kevin loves Blanton so much, even though 
it's actually higher rye than something like a George T. Stagg yeah. or an H. Taylor. That is very curious indeed. That that's also though why, and uh, I, that's kind of my fun fact when introducing or like trying to expand people's palates for bourbon is you can really uh, what what's the isn't there a a, a poor man's um, ancient age I uh, believe so ancient it's poor age poor man's pappy right poor so, man's pappy isn't it so pappy is um, pappy van winkle is the same mash bill as the weeded mash bill which is William Larue Weller and so Weller. All of the Weller brands are the same exact recipe as the Pappy brands. It just depends on the aging process that it's gone yeah. through. And so, um, you know, Kevin loves Weller Special Reserve. It's a weeded bourbon. Same thing as Pappy. Quite good. Except, you know, different proof, different aging process. But, it, but when it was widely available at $25 a bottle, it was called Poor Man's Pappy. Yes, and that's um, why, because it's the same recipe. It's just, yeah. A, yeah, same exact recipe. I mean, Weller Antique is Pappy Van Winkle. There's no difference. My favorite bourbon, if you, if you said, what's your favorite bourbon? Stag Jr. is my favorite bourbon. Like, I have two bottles of it. It's fantastic. It's 130-something proof. I was wrong. Ancient Age is the same mash bill as Blanton's. Blanton's. And, and yeah. Buffalo Trace. Yeah. No. Yeah, Buffalo Trace, yep. Actually, Buffalo no. Trace is the same mash bill as a Stag uh, and Benchmark. And so if you want to have the same flavor profiles on the, the recipe as Stag Jr., my favorite bourbon, go get yourself a bottle of Benchmark Foolproof, what Kevin's drinking right now, because it's very similar proof. It's just aged in a different manner, and it has a different flavor profile based on the aging, but not the actual grains that go into the bourbon. I want to go back to All when right. Pretty told me the British Historical Museum was not a, a good source for things. All right, what are we doing next? Hot takes? <laughs> that The ranking took way longer than we expected, so let's let's skip hot takes for next time, and we'll bring them to the to bring Maybe, maybe we'll hotter, bring them back. Even <laughs> hotter wait, next can't time. Wait. Let's do the game. Let's play a game. So, um, I, correct me if I'm wrong, Flynn, you kind of masterminded this with Pretty's involvement. You guys assume I, that Pretty is smarter than you in this. And 100%. And the buzzing in will be between Kevin and Flynn, and then if they both miss, Pretty so then gets to go. Here's the plan. Here's the plan. It's going to be same similar uh, trivia than we did last time. It's, uh, it is you know, literally it's the same categories. Geography, topics. history, and butterflies. Um, Kevin and Flynn both have first crack at answering the question. When we get it wrong, then Jacob gets a try. <laughs> and he'll probably then win because he uh, uh, he'll already know what the wrong answers are, so he'll just know the right answer at that moment. So. Pretty has to buzz in with one of our names. Hope Camp, how do you buzz in? You will buzz in by saying the name you wish your parents had named you. The name you wish your parents have named you. I okay. do know that if I was a girl, I was going to be named Emma. That's fine. You could buzz in with Emma. <laughs> if we miss a if we miss a question, we take a drink. Uh, not typically. When are we going to the grid? <laughs> that's, when that's when is that rule. happening again? Um, so this is kind of the wager setup here. You guys can wager against each other, and between the three of you, if all if all three of your all scores add up to over eight, um, then I will I will take my shot of malort or punishment. I will not go to the grid for it though, because Kevin or Flint. How, ma- how many questions that. are there total? 
There's a total of 15, they, but each rounds? of the bonus questions, they are in rounds. It's history, geography, Tales from the Butterfly Garden. Um, each, there's four questions in each, but then there's a bonus question in which all three of you can technically get a point. I spent the Great. day studying geography, European history, and butterflies, so for every round I don't win, I will take a shot of Paps Blue Ribbon Moonshine. <laughs> nice. Jacob, I would like to wager that Kevin and I will beat you, and I'll mm. wager the grid. Kevin and I's scores combined will beat Jacob, and I will go to the grid if I'm wrong. Well, that's... And you we will didn't go skip to the grid hot takes right. after all. So, so that's a little unfortunate because just as it goes, the, the bonus round could almost guarantee that you all would get two to one points against Jacob, me. you listened to Jacob. last time. <laughs> Jacob, we got four combined uh, last time. Four combined. And this on is how luck. the, th- that's exactly how it went, is the, the bonus said, question. Hubcam said the word tree, and I said oak. And I was right. <laughs> <laughs> and, Ke- and Kevin was so confident that Flynn would not get another one right. Uh, and then Flynn immediately got the next one right. And that was it. Dragon Those were both probably flukes. <laughs> we got four combined right. So, okay, okay, all right. I'll take that. Um, and I will see you that uh, if you all beat me by more than two points, then I will go to the grid. But if it's like you all beat me by one, that's I think that's a fair. So Pretty would like, like the bet to, to be the Kevin and Flynn plus, or what, minus one and a half. I'm minus not giving one. you we'll just odds. Say minus one. It's just straight up. Straight up. I'm giving myself odds because of the bonus round. The fact that you all could like conspire pretty, pretty, and pretty. There object- was a bonus Whatever. question that said name two rivers that are not in North America, and they combined got one point on it. And it took it. I don't know if Kevin was gonna get it if I said within ten seconds. Um, well, okay. okay. All right, fine. I'll take it. it. I will take it. Okay. I will take it as long as Kevin also agrees that he will go to the grid too. If if we, if, I, if, if, if Jacob beats the both of us combined, we will both go to the grid. And if this we is beat some Jacob, bullsh- and fine. <laughs> okay, all right, guaranteed grid here. All right, <laughs> we do this for the pods. We do number the categories will go in order: history, geography, tales from the butterfly garden. Wonderful. Your first history question. As always, there are four because que- I do this all the time now. There are four questions and then a bonus question. The bonus question, all three of you guys may be able to get points. However, you cannot repeat the points <laughs> or the, the answers from the first person that buzzes in. So, pretty, you are at a disadvantage. Um, however, yeah, I don't know that you'll need to. <laughs> so, uh, I think we started off with a hard one. Uh, maybe we didn't. So history question number one, setting the stage for Vasco da Gama's voyage almost a decade later, this Portuguese mariner was the first European to sail around the Cape of Good Hope at the southern tip of Africa. I have to wait for them to yeah, you answer. You literally have to wait until they either pass <laughs> oh or they go. Jacob, this is this is why I said straight up, man. <laughs> oh man, um, Degrom, or uh, yeah, that's you that's wish my... your parents had named you Degrom. Okay, so uh, Degrom, yeah. what is your what is your um, answer? Colombo. <laughs> uh, the the show. <laughs> no. no, Kevin, would you like to go? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Charlemagne. 
uh, was a great answer last. <laughs> uh, no, it's no. That's what I wanted. My oh, you wanted your parents, parents to name Charlie. Of course, me. that's apologies. Wasn't King of the Franks. King of the Franks. Wasn't a guess. Obviously. Obviously. Um. Oh, what was the name of the conquistador? Uh, any conquistador. Uh, Cortez. Cortez. Yeah, no. Pretty. <laughs> uh, Ferdinand Magellan. Incorrect. Ferdinand Magellan <laughs> is the first person to circumnavigate the world, so he did do this, but Bartolomeu Diaz was the first Suck to actually it, get around to Other Africa. guess. Still mm-hmm. tied. Um, mm-hmm. Props to you mm-hmm. for naming a legit explorer. <laughs> you named a, a Spanish dick that gave smallpox and genocided an entire to the Incans and the Mayans. <laughs> yeah, good job. Pretty's guy Great. just sailed around the tip and didn't get the opportunity to do it. Otherwise, he probably would have. Excuse me. My guy, my song. guy went he fully in. Pretty's guy was just the tip. Yeah, who's next? just just the tip, the, the hopeful tip. I didn't even so, name. Uh, him. Next. Serving as a guide to Lewis and Clark, and now gracing the gold dollar coin. Sacagawea really? was oh, a member of this oh, native okay. tribe. I was like about to buzz in with Sacagawea. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I purposefully put her name at the end. Uh, darn it. Oh, uh, man. Yes, pretty. Really. That Well, that's why I thought you were going to ask for Sacagawea, and I was like, seriously? That's no. like cake. Sacagawea wasn't even their main guide. Their main guide was a slave whose name I know because Frank X. Walker wrote a book called Buffalo Dance about him. But it, I don't know the name of the tribe. And, and I can't even remember. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, <Flynn. laughs> uh, digging this. <laughs> the Cherokee. Incorrect. That is, okay. in fact, a Native American tribe, though. So, congratulations for thank you very much throwing out a legitimate option. I guess York York was the name of the, I think, was the name of the slave that was with the two of them. Are you buzzing in with York? Mm-hmm. No, is York the name that you wish you were? No, I'm just thinking out loud because I know a little bit about Spartacus. Yeah, go ahead, Kevin. Iroquois. Also incorrect. Nope. You guys really couldn't get out of the East Coast it, tribes there. Uh, pretty. What do you got? It's somewhere. It, I, I remember it having to do something with, it, it was like in the what is like President Day Idaho. And I think it had, I can't remember the name. I, I'm not going to get it right, but it had something to do with like eating a fish, like salmon or something. I can't remember. Well, I don't know what the name of the tribe means. It is the Shoshone tribe. S-H-O-S-H-O-N-E. Yep. No clue. I was right about York. There you go, Kevin. Mm-hmm. That is uh, that was so congratulations. This is, this is uh, trivia from like my knowledge that I confirm. Um, and I did not know that. So props to you, Kevin, for knowing more about history than me. Okay. Now, history that I do know, though, William the First, better known as William the Conqueror, became the first Norman king of England shortly after this decisive battle in 1066. Dikembe. Flynn. <laughs> battle of the Franks. No. Okay. These were the Normans and the Anglo-Saxons. The Franks have nothing to do with this. You're talking out of your ass, Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Dr. Kevin Reynolds. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, is that pretty? I have no, to wait Flynn. for them Flynn to answer. Flynn clearly wanted to be named. Flynn, you can't buzz in twice. Kevin, are you going to buzz in? <laughs> yeah, Dr. Kevin Reynolds. <laughs> What's up? Uh, the Battle of 1066. Uh, that is when it occurred. <laughs> It was kind of like the Battle. War of 1812. That's just what it's called. Okay, Pretty, would you like to go? Sure. <laughs> the Battle of... This is the only one that I could... I can't name another European battle um, in that time period. So the Battle of Hastings? Welcome to a point, Pretty. The oh, Battle of dear. Hastings is correct. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> Here goes the game. Unfortunate, predictable... <laughs> All these things. All I don't these know. Things. This, I feel like one, my answer was closer than Flynn's. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> Technically. That's you know, neither thought. one of you guys was very close. Um, leader of the Khmer Rouge, this Cambodian dictator perpetrated one of the bloodiest genocides in history. Kevin, this was in your lifetime. I know. Like the 70s. I know. You're joking. <laughs> don't worry. I'll cut out all this dead air and post... <laughs> I think that it. I think that it adds to the suspense. <laughs> it Maybe only cut out twenty-seven percent of it. <laughs> I don't know the answer to this question. Uh, pass. <laughs> okay, need, not even going to try this one. Uh, Kevin went with I don't know the answer, unless Flynn is um, switched from basketball players to basketball things you can do on the court. Um, yep. <laughs> in which case, he's buzzing in with the word pass. Um, so, pretty, pretty. I think we're going to so, defer to you here already. I, I don't, I, I don't, I can't remember the name. I think it starts with a P. It does. <laughs> Both of the names start with a P. That's if you would like to keep cool. going. Nope. Okay. Pol Pot. Pol Pot. Cool. Yep. I I've heard of that. Not cool. He's not a very cool guy. Very. I told. Not no, cool. no, not I cool. told hundreds of people last weekend that the president of my university was in Dubai, India. Which is yes, not a real thing. Nope. Mumbai is in India. Dubai is not. You can't it's expect me to know this in? stuff. Which one was he in, by the way? He was in Dubai. Okay. <laughs> but not in. Okay, so he was in the UAE. He was in, he was U- in United the United Arab Emirates. Yeah. Kevin then yes. told that story to the president of Northern Kentucky University, who is from India, yesterday. Oh, <laughs> no. You told that to Sheesh? And then he was like, in, in, it's in okay. A, I just told everyone I went to NKU, and <laughs> the president just walked away. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to get out of, like, the, I can't deal with your ignorance anymore. <laughs> Things that are similar, not what he said. Um, here's your bonus question, which all of you guys can get points. Um, so buzzing in early Let's might be it. advantageous if you don't stumble for an hour. Other than Can I buzz Ukra- in early on the bonus? No. Sure. Uh other than other, you're already winning one to nothing. How many more advantages <laughs> do you need? <laughs> other than the Ukraine and Russia, obviously, name two current nations that were part of the former USSR. Kevin. Kevin, really excited about his name these days. Latvia and Lithuania. That is correct. I have Kevin, to name two. You have to name two that are not Latvia and Lithuania. Which would put you in the lead. Yugoslavia and Croatia. Pretty, you are up. <laughs> um, Turkey and Beirut. I feel like this is... Turkey and Beirut. How was Flynn closer than you? 
I don't, I don't know the answer to that question either. Um, Flynn that was a geography former, question. A former communist country and a now current country from the former Soviet. I don't want to get into it. Flynn's answer was at least notably consistent but wrong. Um, yours was bad. That was a bad answer. Um, I've been described as much. consistent but wrong a lot. <laughs> all of the stands were involved. Turkmenistan, Chikistan, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan. Um, you also have Armenia, Georgia, um, that, that little area there. And then Belarus, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania all would have been fair game as well. Belarus um, is a country? I thought it was a city. You're doing great, bud. Let's move on to geography. Oh, great. <laughs> um, the driest non-polar place on Earth. This desert spans a plateau in Western South America. As I told Quarantine when she was like, what is that? I said, that's literally my favorite desert. And then I heard it and I was like, you know what? People having a favorite desert's a weird thing. That might be on me. It is a weird thing to have <laughs> a favorite desert. Um, so this is the driest non-polar place on Earth. It spans a plateau in western South America. Kevin or Flynn? Death Valley. You're okay. Death Valley <laughs> buzzing in. What do you got for me, Flynn? Sahara. Okay, excellent. He knows where <laughs> the Sahara Desert is. Kevin. <laughs> Could have said, what continent is the Sahara Desert on? And I'm not sure Flynn would have gotten it. <laughs> is it North America? <laughs> Isn't it in Arizona? Is that... <laughs> What? <laughs> I'm confused by your confusion now. Uh, nothing. <laughs> you said something in North America, then you said something <laughs> in, in Africa. Africa. None and of which so were in South bad. America, which is where I asked the uh, answer to this question to be from. Indubitably. Indubitably. It was also and, and, clear. And, and, and he, he took Sahara, so I can't take that, right? <laughs> it was a bad answer. You I don't know why you would want to take it. <laughs> you could buzz in with Sahara. Kevin, Sa- Sahara is the correct answer. Yeah, go for it. I don't think Pretty has this one either. Unless it's his favorite desert, too. This... <laughs> I, I don't know the answer. I, I, knew, I, I, knew, I definitely knew Sahara wasn't the answer. I can name a bunch of countries in South America. I don't know where the desert is. I know the Amazon River is there. Flynn didn't. I don't it is know. Between the coast and, it is between the coast and the Andes. Yeah. I, so it I, spans I, a few I countries. Just, I just, I just. Jacob, right, what pretty, is what your you answer? So, the Somalian? That's wrong. Pretty, what do you got? <laughs> you made the country in Africa. <laughs> I know. Flynn named a desert in Africa. Kevin named a country in Africa. I asked for a desert <laughs> We're in close. South America. We're getting there. We're getting further you know, apart. Just, <laughs> Is this desert in Chile? The desert spans multiple countries. I don't know. He's going to say it and we're going to know it. Say say that again, pretty. No, no, no. Whatever you're doing, stop. He said, Say what you said again. At a can. At a can. At a cambre? Sorry. I was getting a FaceTime all of a sudden and it like threw off my my ears. I couldn't hear anything. Man. I don't know. I mean, the other two are going to have to allow you to have it, but it's the Atacama. It's the Atacama no. Desert. No, I don't get that. I don't get that. Okay. that didn't even count. get close. No. I was just pulling that. He I was said pulling like, some words out of my ass. That wasn't the first thing he said. He said the first thing he said was, I don't know the answer to the question. Uh, yeah, yeah, you guys have said that every time and then given answers. I'm just saying, pretty got most no, of the letters and it. pronunciations correctly. Mm-hmm. Nope, nope. Okay. 
That is that is a desert that as soon as you now said it, I'm like, oh, duh. Yeah, that's clearly what you were thinking. Yes. Of. Okay. Okay. But I just, yep. None of the three of you count. want to give it to you? I was tempted to because um, I want some points on the board here. Because uh, you're so much smarter than us. We're all proud of you. <laughs> you guys asked. Move on. for this. Separating Greece and Turkey, this subsection of the Mediterranean Sea gets its name from an ancient Greek king who is said to have drowned himself in its waters after he mistakenly thought his son, Theseus, had died fighting the Minotaur. The Kevin. The Kevin. Cyprus? Is a island close to this area. Thank you. You're welcome. Flynn. We're looking for a river? We are looking for a <laughs> subsection a of the Mediterranean Sea. It is a, its title is another sea, oh. but it is a part of the Mediterranean Sea. I didn't Caspian that. Sea. Nope, that's a lake. Pretty, what do you got? From apparently, yep. mm, Sea of Theses. I don't know. The, the Aegean oh. Sea. Aegean. Aegean Sea. Son of a biscuit. The Aegean. Ooh. Yep, that's yeah. right. You may remember that from history These class. These are harder. I actually, than the last time. I actually thought that some of you all. I, I feel like they're the same. I might have. I might have got that. I didn't there listen was... to your whole question before I decided the answer was Cypher. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's one that I think you might get. Um, and then another one that I think you might get. And then the bonus question that I think you might get. Okay? It's so, not going to happen. Come on. Not going to happen. Formerly Mount McKinley, the ceiling of North America was officially reverted back to this. The name the native Cayucan tribe had been calling it for centuries. Kevin Patrick Reynolds. Do, Kevin do, Patrick do, Reynolds. Canada. Yeah. You think that the ceiling of North America... <laughs> That used to be called Mount McKinley. No, that's now the called hat. Canada. It's the hat of, of North America is Canada. It's the, it's the top of North America. Flynn, would you like to guess the name of a mountain <laughs> instead of a country? <laughs> the Canadian mountain. Um, man, I don't know. This, guy who's, this is the same guy uh, who said the River Paris. I don't have high hopes um, for him, but... <laughs> the River Paris. It's going to be a word I couldn't even guess. So, dude, Pass. it's not. It's a very okay. It is a very easy word. It is a car, uh, Denali. Is it a car? Is it? It's a truck. It's a national park. It is Denali. All right. Pretty notching a second point. First of all, Denali bow, is bow. not a truck. Denali is a status of truck. Sure. Whatever. I don't own a truck. <laughs> you dabble. Obviously, you dabble. Kevin status. Owns a status. We know. It's a status of GMC cars and trucks and all SUVs. As someone that owns it's, a GMC truck, you, you have that knowledge, though. You had the answer. I didn't. <laughs> like, I don't have the like, money for Denali. What a weird Denali's. name they chose for this. I don't know why they did it. Who cares? I'm going to drive their truck anyway. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't drive a Denali. I can't afford one. I... I could drive a GMC Canyon truck. I can't afford a GMC Canyon Denali. It's like well, man, Canyon's like the opposite bends. of mountains anyway. It's Why the summit of GMC. Anyway. I hope, right. I hope the rest of you die here's, in hell. Here's one that, again, I hope you can get, but you all didn't get the, the narrowing we options. Know. Okay, this we continent, know. This continent has its own oh. set of Great Lakes, even larger than the familiar ones in North America. This continent has its own set of Great Lakes. We have a even one in seven shot. Two in seven shot, I would like to think Kevin. you have a one in six shot. <laughs> That's true He as said well. Kevin. I think I, I, I'm going to say Kevin. I think Kevin is my name. Kevin? 
Wait, so Flynn, did you buzz in with Kevin? He no, I was again. telling Kevin again. to go first. Okay. <laughs> we have a one-third shot of getting it right right now to even up with Brittany. We are on a team. Let's do this. We have teamwork. Okay, well, Get Kevin, right. what is your answer? Let's go. Europe. God, Flynn, what is your answer? <laughs> <laughs> that was the one I was like, it's definitely not Europe. Um, <laughs> Flynn's like, I, ha- I have a one in five chance. <laughs> Kevin's like, how about you keep that? Africa. Flynn, you have a point. Yes! Let's go. Good job, Good it job, was either Flynn. that or Australia. No. No. <laughs> no. It's hard Australia to say that Australia was a, less... was a worse answer than Europe. I don't... I don't... Okay. You keep convincing me that seas that are around Europe are lakes, and so that's why I guessed it. I'm pretty sure the Caspian Sea is in Asia. Actually, I know it is. So I don't know why. I don't know where you're getting confused. <laughs> okay. Well, Asia and Europe are next to each other. You know, they touch. They touch. They touch tips. All right. Here's your bonus oh, question. But again, all of you all can get right. We are tied. I think you guys. Everyone's tied. Well, Great. sort of. Pretty has two. Individually, he's winning. Collectively, yeah, we are tied. tied. It's a team effort. Okay. Name two. Twos. I need two of the eleven countries that make up the defined geographical region of Southeast Asia. Say that again. Name two of the 11 countries that make up the geographical region of Southeast Asia. Kevin. Kevin. India. Japan. That is incorrect, Flynn. Which one of those was incorrect? I cannot tell you if one, zero, or... Well, I can tell you if zero. If zero were incorrect, Kevin would have gotten a point. One of them, at least. Maybe both of them are incorrect. I will not specify. North and South Korea. Pretty. Would you like to take the lead? <laughs> Thailand and Indonesia? Correct. <laughs> was one of mine correct? India's correct, right? India is no. in South Asia. Um... China and the Koreas and Japan are in East Asia, technically from these regions. Southeast What's the Asia. Like Papua New Guinea. Southeast Papua New Guinea is in Oceania. Uh, pa- oh, the, uh, the Southeast Asia consists of oh, Brunei, the Philippines, no wants Cambodia. No, no, nobody yes, wants Cam- to play Vietnam. this game anymore. <laughs> Cambodia, Indonesia, Laos, Malaysia, Myanmar, Philippines, Singapore, Thailand. This isn't fun when Flynn's not sitting next to me equally bad at this. <laughs> he is <laughs> a far away from this, you equally bad not. at this. <laughs> Pretty is yeah, up to we could three. Have sat next to each other. <laughs> All right, he's up to three. We gotta have butterflies. Right, let's go back up. to the butterfly garden. Can't wait. I'm excited for this one. Fisk, I, love, I love the butterfly garden. Uh, <laughs> though often blamed on the showy blooms of the goldenrods, this more unassuming wind-pollinated plant is probably the actual cause of your fall allergies. Could you repeat? Yes, though often blamed on the showy blooms of goldenrods. This more unassuming wind-pollinated plant is probably the actual cause of your fall allergies. To sum it up a different way that's not as Jeopardy-y, uh, yeah, what makes you sneeze in October? Pollen. Um, <laughs> that's the question. Um, Pretty, do you have a question about the question? No, I'm just I'm waiting to, to okay. answer. Kevin, sunflowers. Wrong. Flynn, what do you have the answer? The golden rod. No, that I, was that in the question. Objectively, not, 
<laughs> That's the one you know is wrong. Um, what is ragweed? It is ragweed. Pretty, it is ragweed. I was not going to guess that. Pretty has a pretty has a commanding lead. Now, Why I know he you does. do this to us? This I is tough does. for you guys to recover from. Um, you guys have yeah, to. Yeah, because Flynn did this. Probably. Flynn did this. <laughs> Flynn Flynn decided we would do this game, then bet <laughs> that he alone would challenge Pretty, and then Pretty was like, "When did I say that?" And then you did. And then hey. Pretty was like, well, Kevin's a bitch if he doesn't agree to do it too. <laughs> and me, I was like, you're not going to call me a said, So I said yes. Um, even though Pretty was too much of a bitch to take plus one as the deciding number. And he had to push the trust too. I mean, everybody on this podcast is a bitch. Flynn's a bitch. Pretty's a bitch. Hope Camp is like, you all should know this. And, and maybe you should he's know some right. of these. But, some of these but are you're my a, stupidity. And, and I'm just sitting here, the innocent bystander, who's going to the grid and was all along. All along. Innocent bystander. Yep, you, uh, that's that's you exactly guys what can, Kevin is. I, I said if you all Shut collectively. Up, What's the, the question? You, What's the next question? Correct. What's the next question? I would just take the next question. Nobody wants you're to talk six. to you. What's the next question? We could make you could make me a shot of Malort. Hey, hey, Flynn, shush your damn mouth. What's the next question? There, while there are multiple answers to this question, only one of you guys can get a point because it's not a bonus question. There okay. are six species of swallowtail butterflies native to Kentucky. Oh Name one. Tales from the butterfly. The ribbon-toed swallowtail. Great question. Uh, yes. That's not, not what Flynn. your family told Flynn. you they would call you. <laughs> That's what, a weird what do you name buzz that in you wish your parents <laughs> wanted to call you, but what is yes. your answer? Uh, the... the uh, the scorn fellowed ribbon follow. You decided to get more complicated than your already mm-hmm. obviously wrong answer. Mm-hmm. Bold move, Kevin. I didn't buzz in. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care is a pretty good it's a pretty good thing to buzz in with. I don't care. And I'm gonna say the Kentucky. Pretty, do you have an answer? <laughs> Um, I don't. I, I I had no clue on this, so I just went ahead and decided to Google swallowtail butterflies. That these is are cheating. Interesting names. Uh, these yeah, these are a, a very answer. phenomenal group of swallowtails um, or of butterflies. Uh, some of my favorites: the black swallowtail, the pipevine swallowtail, the spicebush swallowtail, zebra swallowtail, tiger swallowtail, and giant swallowtail. Well, tigers, we should have gotten. I Two are named after like animals. Some are named after plants. Some are named after just being big, and one's a color. So, we had yellow-bellied, red-ribbon-assed swallowtail. Black is, was black is really stupid. the presence of all colors, um, or the absence of all colors. One or the other is true. Let's, black is not a color. Let's get to quote absence of light. to quote an underrated Will Ferrell movie. Let's get tropical. Can't wait. The oh. only temperate member of the otherwise tropical custard apple family. The fruit of this tree is the largest native to North America. Kevin. Kevin. Pineapples. That's not does not grow on a tree. <laughs> this is who I'm partnering with. Across from the ground. I, can't, I think I think he's legit <laughs> mad. I think he's legit mad. Um, Can you I, repeat the question? <laughs> I can't. The only temperate member of the otherwise tropical custard apple. Quotes, custard apple family, 
The fruit of this tree is the largest native to North America. Oh, North America. I do hope to grow it and eat it very soon. I could I should have been able to harvest some from the zoo path. Plum? Incorrect. A quality response. Not bad guess. Pretty? Very quality. Uh <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna guess on this because I don't know. Was the answer pineapples? Uh, no, Kevin, uh, pineapple does not grow in a tree. Says you. Okay. Pretty, do you have a guess? Uh, I'm going to guess peach. Hilariously, you guys all guessed fruits that begin with P, and this also begins with a P. It is the pawpaw. Oh, the pawpaw. The pawpaw tree. You're a bad person. Uh, Technically, a tie can still occur from Mm. you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and take me back to the grid. Questions. Or go to more. Okay. Okay. Two more questions. One's a bonus, though. All right. Um, okay. This one's probably tough. Going through their entire growth cycle before the leaves of the canopy trees shade out the sun, this large category of woodland flowers has typically gone dormant by May or June. Again, going through their entire growth cycle before the leaves of the canopy trees shade out the sun. This large category of woodland flowers has typically gone dormant by May or June. To say in a non-douchey way, um, they grow fast in March and are dead early. And it's a large grouping of those types of plants. What is Kevin? Kevin answering, buzzing in in the form of a question. Oh, that's the wrong name of this flower. Uh, uh, I have so uh, many answers to the question. What is carnation? It is. It is not a specific flower like carnation. What is it? What is it? Okay. So, so it is type like it flowers? is like if a carnation were a, a type of this plant, it would be like these. It's a large group of lots of different types of flowers that grow. What is a cephalopod? No. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't name a flower type. I don't know what. I don't, I, I don't either. I. I Petal germanium roses. Say, I don't say, know. say germanium. <laughs> yeah, say germanium. Uh, pretty, do you have an answer? I'm gonna guess tulips. <laughs> I, <laughs> which is not what I which is what I told Kevin not to do. It's not a specific type of flower. He's like tulips. <laughs> um, great. Violets. Awesome. I don't know. Perennials. This was the worst. Perennials is, you... the, is what I'm. What what I think uh, would have been mums. a better response. No, mums are just, mums. mums are fall anyway. You idiot. Spring ephemerals. Ephemerals. Oh, yes, hell. that's the Go one. Go to hell for that question. On, this is the, that. We have to deal with all of the time, listeners, okay? This if is, if like, perennials <laughs> is the closest to right, and that was the question. That was that was you figuring out the category, which I felt like I was pretty clear about. And then you gave were you a different an one. No, and then you said you were the opposite of And I clear. said, don't do that. And then, you and then I was mad at name. you and said cephalopods and then got as better. a joke. And then got better. Yeah. All right. I don't think it was answered last week. Great. Or last time we did this. Name a plant that I have planted in my garden. 
It is not fescue, and it's not whatever <laughs> no, Kevin said last it's time. Definitely not, it's definitely not fescule, <laughs> uh, which Rifflin said. And I said butterfly bush, and he was like, I said native plants to Kentucky. <laughs> I, no, I only and I was like, well, that is, that is, that is not what you said. Um, so uh, I'll answer okay. with uh, 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 George the First. George the First? And say... Pretty sure you have some flowers in your garden. I have planted and are growing rough-leafed sunflower. I think, or Maximilian Maximili- sure. sunflower. I think I've seen that. I'm pretty sure it's true. Um, Kevin, you have earned yourself a point. Flynn, if you don't get this right, Kevin will be. I you understand. And, I understand. And you lose to pretty. I understand. We, we, we kind of both need you. Hold on, wait a minute. If Kevin, if Flynn gets this, I lose? Yeah. Nope, you get a no, chance to win. No, you have a chance to win. Oh, okay. But he would tie you. This is tough. He tweets about them every week. There's pictures of them on Twitter. George the third. George the third. <laughs> Point of order. Point of order. Point of order. I do not trust Pretty. Pretty is staring at a screen that we are not on. I do not trust him right now. I think he's cheating. I could have been. Staring at a screen that you're not on? Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes, Pretty. I think you're cheating. I could have been George the Third. My 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 father is George Kelly Ashley Jr. Um I could have been George the Third. Um Lilies. I've never that's what you said last time. <laughs> no, he said fescule last time. <laughs> that is what he said last time. Very clear. You he said lilies for Kentucky flower. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pretty, would you like to cement your victory further? Hopefully. Um, this this you, helps me. You have I was planted a plant in my garden, by the way. Like You physically planted one. I did no such thing, sir. I helped build the wall for the plants. Nope, nope. You put, you, I gave you, I gave you the shrub. You Put it in the ground and filled in the. Oh, hole. hold on! We're including shrubberies. I said shrubberies name and- a plant that I have planted in my garden. This feels like table. I talk. can't remember. That I know you can't, but I just want you oh, to know that you're a bad person for not remembering what all you did for me. I really appreciate I, I, it. I, 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 I request a ten. Honor. I request a ten second answer. Ten seconds till he answers. Hibiscus. Hibiscus. Hilarious. Flynn could have tied it. Flynn could have legit gotten you all to a tie. Pretty did not get the answer correct. Can you name Kevin some is the only that are one in your garden? Me. I feel like that we could come back to this every time. And I you don't guys just keep being bad about it. <laughs> I, if I anyone comes over anymore. to my house, I will tell them the name of every single plant that you can see. Uh, Final done. scores? Pretty four, Kevin two, Flynn one. You guys got seven correct. And if you would so have gotten Hub eight, Camp, I would have taken a shot of Nothing more. happens to Hub Camp. We we go to the grid because Flynn's a and Pretty does nothing. Yep. If if Pretty would have gotten it right, he would have won by further. But I would have gone to I would have taken a shot of Malort. Hey Flynn. So everybody sucked. Why are you such a piece of? <laughs> we shouldn't yeah, do totally this anymore. I feel I, I just feel a little bit bad. Why did you request this? Like, can I do one? Sulfur. Let me do one that's we like, like we could have like we could have like fought. In other news, anthropomorphized characters ne- from next time Star you guys Wars. make me do trivia. Can I do like like Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, and 
We Game decided we wouldn't do Can this again. Three? Yeah, let's do and it. Flynn, and In other okay. news, we are going... Okay. I was just looking up the, the grid. Nothing is... One, nothing is feasible, nor is it funny. And so we're going to so create a new, a new grid. Okay, so, right. um, if you have suggestions, let us know. I'm Jack post Daniels it on, on social the pod. Media. Um, yep, that's one that we could do. Um, that's, that's a And you have to one. say nice things about it. And you have to continue to compliment Jack Daniels. That, that's a good one. See, that's that's one that's funny that we can do on the podcast. The ones that we were like, oh, let's watch a season of something and, and write a review. In theory, that's a decent idea, but it's not. I, and then practice. I really want, so. I, I want to emphasize, I'm going to sell you out, Flynn. I told you that was a bad idea. Listen. Listen, you you gave me no good ideas, and so I only had bad ideas. Apologies to everyone involved. You guys did not ask for it. We gave it to you anyway. Flynn specifically asked for the last segment. I hope you learned something, um, and I hope that you beat pretty. That's what I. Those are the two things I hope that you gleaned from that last segment. Um, Probably should have. Anyway. Have a drink on us, and we will see you next week. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. (laughs) (laughs) I think think name the countries that were at some point a a part of the Soviet Union was the easiest question tonight. And the fact that nobody got it right for me was hilarious.